Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. I'm sure you've heard the term frenemies. Those people who are half friend, half enemy, or the people who are just friendly despite disliking that you or having a rivalry with you or being competitive. And in 2023, an interesting piece of research was done by Mills Among Go, and they said that relationships are maintained because the relational benefits outweigh the negative ramifications of dealing with the relationship or terminating it. We're going to talk about that in some depth as we talk about the concept of frenemies because the relational benefits might be saving face or maintaining a social network or not wanting upset or sustaining some use for each other. And these benefits outweigh in some ways, our distress, our unhappiness. And we don't want that to be the case. That's extremely difficult to live with. But if we're in a frenemy situation, it will happen. And wow, what you're going to find out is how similar the traits and characteristics of being a frenemy are to the traits and characteristics of being a narcissistic hijackal. And the narcissist at best is your frenemy in so many ways. We're kind of afraid of frenemies, if we're really honest. You know, there are people that we're afraid to have close, but afraid if they go away, because we don't know what they'll say when they go away, or if we can trust them when they go away, or what they're going to do. What do you do if they if you cross them, or if you leave them, or if you tell the truth about them, so we get some fear, what are they going to do? And it's sort of that thing about keep your friends close and your enemies closer. We often think in those terms, don't we? And that's an old adage from quite long ago. Um, however, when we're faced with life with a hijackal, we are faced with life with a frenemy. And we may share interests or assets or children or other parts of life with them closer than a person at work might be in a frenemy uh, situation. And it complicates everything, of course. So if you could just get into that visceral kind of body feeling of the word frenemy, what does it conjure up for you? What do you feel when you think about that word? Do you think like, come closer, stay away, I can't trust you, I am sure you're going to gaslight me, what's going to happen? None of it is good. And you know you're not in a healthy relationship because the relationship is built on fear. And any relationship that's built on fear cannot be healthy. It simply can't. 
That's why you never want your children to be afraid of you because it's an unhealthy relationship. They may be afraid of consequences, but not of you. And that's a big deal. If they're afraid of you, it's highly likely that there are some forms of abuse going on. And the same thing is true in a relationship with another adult. The same thing would happen. So I want to talk about a whole lot of kinds of frenemy. And maybe that will help illuminate the similarities between a frenemy and having a hijackal close in your life, in your family, somewhere closer than the other people that you work with or in community with. So one type of frenemy is the kind that insults you and makes fun of you, maybe a little sarcastic. And if you say, ouch, they say, oh, you're so sensitive. I was just kidding. And then there you are. You're kind of caught. Am I too sensitive? Were they just kidding? Am I letting them get away with something? Am I the bad person who is being too sensitive? Am I not supposed to say anything when I'm hurt? And you get very confused. And that's a kind of frenemy. It's also a kind of narcissistic hijack, right? Because are you safe? Are you safe to be around this person? They'll tear you down. And when they're tearing you down, they're telling you it shouldn't hurt you. It's very confusing. It's also very hurtful. And so you become afraid that that's what's going to happen. And your level of tension in your body, in your life, in your face goes up. Does that sound familiar to someone in your life? Because I'm going to give you many, many, many of these in this episode. So how about the ones who jump into your life and get over-involved? They just come into your life and then they want to know every nook and cranny, everything that you feel, everything that you have. They want to get their fingers under all of it. And they think they have a right to do that because we're tight, because we're close, or because we're married, or because we live together. And they just want to take over. And they think everything that's yours is theirs and everything that's theirs is their own. And it's very, very lopsided, very unbalanced. And that happens frequently. And frenemies will do that. Not necessarily people even live in the same house as you, but they'll come over and they want, why don't you share that with me? Why didn't you tell me that? You had that experience and you didn't tell me. And they're sort of angry that you didn't let them get under your skin. And that's a frenemy. Or the, the ones that you never knew what you were going to get. One day you find somebody who has your interest at heart. The next day that same person comes and they are offhand and discarding. And you never know which is the person you're going to see. And it sets up some anxiety in you, doesn't it? That what's going to happen? Do I really want to see them? It, how can I say no? They say they're my friend or they say that, you know, we're close. So we're looking at frenemies, which may not be the person you are in primary relationship with, but they, they are very confusing people because they flip-flop in their personalities and you don't know who you're going to get at any given moment. And it's all based on them. 
They have a need. They have a desire. They're not feeling good. They want your attention. They're demanding. They're selfish. And you are just supposed to go with the flow and meet them where they are and meet their needs. Those are frenemy characteristics. Or how about the jealous ones, the ones that are in competition with you all the time in competition, and they don't want you to have more than them. You know, frenemies can pout and sulk and give you the silent treatment, just like narcissistic hijackals can, because oh, it's not fair. It's not good that you have more than me. And you know in the hijackal realm and also in the frenemy realm it happens that you can be celebrating a wonderful uh, success, you can be celebrating a birthday, you can be celebrating anything that puts you at the center and the frenemy or the hijackal is going to go nuts. They're going to refuse to come or they don't feel well or they have to stay home or um, why would why why do we have to do that? I have something I'd rather do. They're always in competition with you, and it's very evident that they are. But secondarily, and probably more important, they don't want you to have success that is greater than theirs. They don't even want you to have success that is close to theirs, because they need to be on top. They need always to have the superior position. They'll take it anyway, but they need to feel justified in feeling superior. So they always want you to feel less than. They kind of want you to be with them and giving them all that they want, but they don't want you to have all that you need. And that's what a frenemy will do as well. So you see how clearly hijackals and frenemies mirror one another. And it's important to see this distinction because you may have frenemies in the workplace, you may have frenemies in any location, any group, and then you wonder, why does it feel like it feels at home? Well, it's because hijackals are frenemies, narcissists are frenemies. And you're very, very familiar with that dynamic. And it never feels good it never feels good because you're always on alert. And when you're always on alert, you are always losing energy to that state. So your energy is not available for you or doing what you need to do or thinking about your needs or taking care of children or parents or your work or whatever. There's always a part that is parceled off. Oh, I'm supposed to jump to and take care of the frenemy or the hijackal because their needs are more important than mine. And they're happy to tell you that repeatedly. You know, but what about me? You're selfish. What about me? Okay, there's also another kind. This one comes up so frequently that I've written two books about it, and that's the passive-aggressive kind. You know, the passive-aggressive kind, they'll badmouth you to other people and then want you to be their bestie when you're together. They'll never directly tell you anything is wrong or tell you the stories they tell others, but they will tell others in order to get the others to collude with them 
and their story. And what we call that is triangulation. They will go to other people, plant a story, get that, that side cemented, and go to others and tell them a different story. But it will not be what they're saying to you. It's ugly. It's horrible. It's depressing. It's infuriating. And it's frustrating. All of those things. To be with somebody who tells a different story about you to others than they tell to you personally. Or they say things to others that they wouldn't say to you personally. And so they're passive-aggressive in that they will not address what's real in the moment. Now, I've written two books about that. Um, one called Stop That's Crazy Making, How to Quit Playing the Passive-Aggressive Game. And the other is called The Hijackal Trap, um, <clears throat> The Anger of Passive Aggression. Because passive aggression is... It, um, it, it is anger. It's, it's just a form of anger that we need to recognize. And if you're looking for uh, information about those kind of things, you can go to my website, emergingempower.com, or you can find all my books on Amazon. Just put my name in, and you will find all my books there. And if by chance you want to speak to me directly, I do have a new client one-hour, one-time offer for $97 at beaclient.com, beaclient.com. So we have these various kinds of frenemies, and there are more. There are many more. Um, so the passive-aggressive ones can really need to offer you to go to other episodes in the series and see the ones that I've done on passive aggression. Now read the books because this side of things is one of the more frustrating to pinpoint why you feel the way you feel with that person. And when you realize all the things that add up to passive aggression, it can be super helpful to you. So I suggest that you, you go and listen to those episodes. And if you, um, aren't sure where to find them, you can always put my name into Spotify or, or iTunes or, you know, whatever they're calling it these days um, and find it that way. Or you can go to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. I put everything up there on my website too. So another form of frenemy, the ones that always ask for favors, but are just too busy or out of town to ever do anything for you. They always prevail upon you. They come to you. They hope that it makes you feel needed and wanted, and indeed it might. But when you have a need or a want, they are nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. In fact, you know, that's asking a lot, they'll say. That's asking a lot. I didn't sign up for that. You know, it's so in your face, some of these things. It is so basic to having a healthy relationship and frenemies and hijackals, frenemies slash hijackals embody the same traits. I mean, yes, they have lots more traits, but frenemies are definitely part of being a hijackal. And so they'll ask for favors, but they never have time to reciprocate. And if you think about episode 115, the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship, 
if they never have time to reciprocate, how are you ever going to have equality, reciprocity, or mutuality? Those three must-haves, they will not be available from a frenemy or a hijackal. They just won't because they have no interest in equality, reciprocity, or mutuality. So no surprise that when they're happily asking you for favors and you as a healthier human do it, the hijackal human when asked says, no, you have me confused with someone who cares. It's very disappointing. It's very disappointing. Another form of, of frenemy is the ones who, whose pain and sorrow or joy or needs always outweighs yours. No matter what, they're going to one-up you or pull you down, but their needs, whatever's going on with them, is much more extreme, much more important, much more in the minute than anything that you want. It's take care of me. Make me important. How dare you not do that? I thought you were a good person. That's the way hijackals think. And that's the way frenemies think. So they always have to one-up you, even if it's in their sorrow or the depression. Or they always have to have a story that trumps yours. You know, this happened to me. I'm feeling, oh, well, that's nothing compared with what happened to me. And you find that when you track it, there's a pattern. It repeats. It is ongoing. And when you take those four healthy steps back that I talk about so frequently, and you're not nose to nose with the person and their behavior, you take the four healthy steps back and you see the bigger picture, then you begin to see that these are patterns. These are cycles. This is what's happening in the relationship. And it's frequent and it's repeated. And hopefully that will help you um, wake up and smell the herbal tea, right? Because when you see destructive patterns repeating, then you know that you're dealing with something that is not ever going to be equal. Another form of frenemy is the kind that just takes all the air out of the room, all the oxygen, and they hog the spotlight while they do it. So, it has to be all about me.com or my story is more important than your story. I will upstage you. I will take over from you. I will do whatever I need to do in order to make me the center of attention. And even while they're doing it, they're saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm hogging the microphone. You know, you know that kind of person? They are hogging the microphone, and then they think that if they acknowledge that they're doing it, it gives them permission to continue. Frenemies do that. Hijackles do that, and so do a lot of other people, right? <laughs> but it's important to see a pattern that emerges there. They'll just take all the air out of the room. And then they'll blame you for not giving them more air. Another kind of frenemy is the one who says they're being honest, but they're really just being cruel. You know, I'm on a crusade to take a couple of words out of the English usage. And one of them is a phrase that has no place 
and we often hear it, and that phrase is brutal honesty. There is no need for brutal honesty. There truly isn't. But it's important for us to realize that there are people who want to hurt you, and so they will say, I am going to be brutally honest. Let me be brutal. Is it okay to be brutally honest with you? What do you say at that moment? What possible answer do you come up with? You say, no, it's not okay. I hope you do that. But if someone says, may I be brutally honest with you? It's sort of like, come here. We've got something really good going on, and we're really, really close. So can I have permission to hurt you? Frenemies do that. They do that. And they're they're not being honest. They're being cruel. You know, there's a Taylor Swift song, and she said these words, you call me up again just to break me like a promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. You call me up again just to break me like a promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. I had a client the other day who, a couple, and they're they're divorcing. And out of the blue, one of them decided to tell the other that months and months and months ago, they had a one-night stand. And when that came out, I thought, how incredibly cruel. There was no need to do that. It was the man who had the one-night stand. There was no need to tell her. No need to tell her. And I said to him, please don't tell me that you felt like you owed her honesty. No, you did that to hurt her. There was nothing that she needed to know. You're getting a divorce. It was totally inappropriate. But it was that whole idea of, I am going to hurt you in the name of being honest. And it just wasn't true. And sometimes we have to calibrate those things out. Sometimes we just have to say no when someone says, can I be truly honest with you or brutally honest with you? The answer is no. I really don't want to hear what you have to say. But that's not in this episode. This episode is what to do about the frenemy and to recognize the frenemy. So there's another kind, the ones who leave you confused and bruised and abused. And you always feel worse after you hang out with them. You always do because you're left with your head spinning or your heart hurt or confusion reigning. And you always feel worse when they leave. And you look forward to their visit because there are times, usually very few, when you feel better, but generally you end up feeling worse. And isn't that the case with the hijackal as well? So these things are true. The qualities, traits, criteria, um, all of those things that go for frenemies are just screaming hijackal. They all go with a hijackal too. So everything that describes a frenemy also describes a hijackal. And if it's familiar and you see it, you have to know that hijackals at best, at their best, are frenemies. That's not saying much, right? That's not saying much in their favor. 
that's saying that the best they can do is be a frenemy because they're incapable of being your friend. They're unwilling to be your friend, which would not have any of these pieces that I've just talked about, about being a frenemy. So see it that at best, a hijackal is a frenemy. You aren't safe. You can't trust. You don't respect. There isn't any honesty. There isn't any reciprocity. There isn't any equality. There isn't any mutuality. These are things that we need to have. These are things that say, I care. I am here. I am present. I am with you. And they comprise what gives us that feeling of love. And so you need to see all of these pieces, whether you're looking at a relationship that is in the rearview mirror now, or one that you're in currently, or one that you had with a parent, or a sibling, or a previous um, worker with you. See these things and learn from them, because it is so important to understand that it's nothing that you do. These people exist, so observe their behavior and believe their behavior. Don't make excuses for them. Don't rationalize. Don't rescue them. Simply see their behavior and name it accurately, and then decide, is this the kind of person I want to have in my life? So I hope this has helped you to open your eyes to these qualities or lack thereof of people that may be too close to you and making you uncomfortable and fearful. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity Podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash sanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon!